very long overdue episode, but I want to get right into it. I want to talk NBA because first off, it's the NBA. Second, there's been a lot going on, a lot of surprises that personally I don't think anyone expected. So I basically want to talk about what stood out to me so far this season the most. And I'll be taking a look at award predictions one-fourth into the season because we are about 20 games in. So first off, the Minnesota Timberwolves currently sit at number one in the West, number two in the NBA with a record of 13-4, and four, which I'm obviously shocked about. I understand they should be good, but really nobody outside of Minnesota predicted them to be first in the West this far into the season. Anthony Edwards is playing exactly how he should. He legit has the perfect stats for what a superstar of himself would be, 26-6-5 and and 48% shooting. Given who's around him, I think this is ideal for the Timberwolves if they want to have success. I just want to see how they look come the end of the season and playoff time because we haven't seen it before. This is not that much of a jump for Edwards, but we'll see. All right, the Pistons' 15-game losing streak after losing to the Lakers tonight. I don't think they're underachieving per se, but Detroit's such an outlier for other teams with developing talent that are young. Like Houston, similar situation, 8-8. Eight and eight. Orlando, although overachieving, they're 13-5 and five and third in the East, which is quite the opposite of what the Pistons look like right now. And I don't think it's for certain a Monty Williams issue or a play issue, but unless they improve at the end of the year, it's hard to sit here and accept that this will just be another year of the rebuild with no changes at all. Front office, whether that be young talent, who knows. All right, Tyrese Maxey. I know that he was expected to have a jump given Harden was leaving, but I didn't expect him to have anything close to a 50-piece so early in the season and for it to look this natural with Embiid. My thing with the Sixers is that as long as Tobias Harris can stay efficient, he doesn't need to score 20 again. As long as he can stay efficient and he's not causing the Sixers turnovers or lost possessions, then they will be in very good shape. I know this is said basically every year, but I do think this is the best chance that Embiid's had to win a ring. It's basically impossible to tell that they have a new coach. They lost James Harden, who a lot of people would say was hurting the team, but personally, if they would have had one more year to develop their system around him and Embiid, like they somewhat were doing at the end of last year. They would be in a lot better shape than they are right now, but that is obviously not the case. Tyrese Maxey is playing like a superstar, and this team has a chance, but the East is extremely stacked. All right, my Lakers, uh, currently 11-8. They've had some bad losses. Of course, LeBron's first, LeBron's worst loss of his entire career. I'm honestly not too upset with the way the team's been looking, given they're blowing out teams they should, and they have not really been at full health at all this entire season. I will say they need to take some minutes off LeBron, but until they figure out how to win without him playing 35, 40 minutes a game, they kind of need to play him because the West is so competitive that if they let their foot out the gas for literally just one or two weeks, that could be the difference of them having home court advantage for one or two rounds of the playoffs. So I do think they should keep playing LeBron for now, but until Darwin Ham makes adjustments, I'm not going to be satisfied with the way this team's playing. All right, award predictions. MVP first off, of course. The interesting thing about this award is that, in my opinion, if it was any other year or season, and Nikola Jokic was not playing, there could be probably six to eight players, I would say, who would be in the conversation. But his numbers are like literally that insane. They'll most likely end up surpassing Minnesota for the one seed. So I don't think that he's not going to win it. And I really would want to see someone like Luka, Tatum, or Ant win, but it's very unrealistic at this point in the season. And I'm not going to lie, I did not completely know how young he was. He's only 28 years old and has probably the least physically taxing styles of play out of any superstar in the league. So... Who knows how long he'll be able to keep it up. Okay. All right, DPOY. So if the Lakers finish in the top four, AD will most likely win it. I know this is kind of biased, but he's basically averaging three blocks a game. It definitely doesn't help that he's gone head-to-head with some of the, uh, the, you know, the great bigs in the league currently and lost. But in terms of statistics and plus-minus, probably my favorite stat. 
He's probably the most impactful defensive player in the league when he's on the floor. So he's my pick for DPOY as of now, but I could see Gobert winning it. Rookie of the year, Chet's efficiency is by far better than Wemby's, but he's playing with one of the most skilled guards in the league in Shea, who's having an outstanding year that takes a lot off of Chet's workload. As for Wemby, I do think he'll end up winning it because by the end of the year, it's super unlikely that his efficiency remains this slow, even though he's the only big man threat on the Spurs. So everyone's basically going at his neck. Coach of the year, Chris Finch. Not much to say. If the Wolves finish, I'll say top five in the West, he's winning it. But like I've said, I could see Nick Nurse win it given how good the Sixers have looked and how good Maxis look. So if they improve defensively, which is kind of Nick Nurse's specialty, then he'll be in the talk for sure. Most improved, I want to say Scotty, but the Raptors are honestly too mid in my opinion to warrant him getting it. So I'll have to go with the obvious pick, Tyrese Maxey. He's literally putting up superstar numbers next to the reigning MVP who needs the ball all the time, essentially. So it's hard to not give it to him. And who else in this conversation has had a 50-piece thus far in the season? Like, that's just unheard of for a six-man, or for a most approved player, my bad. All right, six-man. Cam Thomas, to me, like, yeah, he's only played eight games, but he's averaging 27 in those. And as long as he ends the year 20, 24, so I'll say, and the Nets aren't god-awful, I believe he'll end up winning it. Alright, that's all for this episode. I wanted to make it quick. I'll definitely get back into it more. We'll get some guests on soon, but thanks for watching TYP. Peace out.